Welcome back to another episode of Mark G. Richardson's Remodeling Mastery. This series is brought to you by Surefire Local. In this episode, Mark talks about alignment and how that can affect your business. Mark's tips help break down what you need to do to get there if you aren't already. Over to you, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you reflect and think about your remodeling business. Today, times are moving along so fast that we don't really have time to focus on where the business is going and how we're actually doing. We're so busy doing the projects, we're not working on the business itself. This particular podcast series is supported by NARI, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine, and produced by my friends at Surefire Local. What I try to do is take different topics, different themes. Some of them are more thought-provoking and others are more tactical. Today I want to talk about a theme that I think is I'm seeing out there that's especially important. And it's the whole theme of alignment. Alignment within the businesses itself. So today's topic is get aligned. Now, I understand everybody understands the word alignment. I think oftentimes we realize when we're discussing it amongst ourselves that we really realize that, okay, we appreciate the importance of this subject and therefore, of course, it's important. However, if you try to think about it in terms of other worlds, you know, for example, when a tire or a car is out of alignment, we really know that it's not really running properly or the actual tire itself is not wearing evenly. You know, a chiropractor who has you come in on a regular basis and really wants to do some alignment of your spine, alignment of the muscles because of the way that they've kind of gone off track for all sorts of different reasons. You know, we sometimes use the word alignment as it relates to particular uh, relationships or a couple. Are they really aligned in terms of their parenting beliefs and skills? You know, as you think about this in terms of sports, you know, the ideal winning kind of team is one that oftentimes there's a tremendous amount of alignment. Think of this like a group of cyclists or a rowing team on a crew that's literally rowing together in terms of the sink, uh, in terms of being in sync. Or it might be a choir that's kind of singing in, in, in harmony with each other and creating the right level of alignment. You know, a pitcher and a catcher needs to be obviously aligned as well as a quarterback and a receiver if, in fact, you're going to certainly catch the ball, score points, but also avoid interceptions. So we all know that this is a good subject. You know, one of the interesting things I find is I'm studying some of the best and the best uh, remodeling businesses out there today is that regardless how good you are as a business, Making it a priority to be focused on constantly staying aligned is part of what makes you good. Oftentimes, a business, if it's growing very fast, it makes the whole subject of alignment more challenging. So as you think about the pieces within the remodeling business and why I think even though the fundamental product is not very complex, why the level of alignment is oftentimes a little bit tricky. You have the business and the client. 
and the level of alignment. Oftentimes, your client, while they are very smart people, they're not necessarily uh, uh, in tune with the whole remodeling process. So there's oftentimes some alignment issues there. You have within the business itself between sales and production. You know, what is sales promising and what is production actually understanding and wanting to produce? You also have alignment outside of the actual circle between the actual business and the trade contractors and and the suppliers. So there's a lot of parts and pieces, even though the fundamental product, whether it's a kitchen or a bathroom or certainly a deck, there is a lot of alignment that needs to happen to really make it a successful process. So as I think about this and kind of identify it, what I want to do is give you some tips. And these tips are really designed to try to help you move this subject of alignment just like it is with a vehicle or just like it is with a parenting or just like it is with a sports team. You know, how can you actually improve the level of alignment within your business and be more successful? As we take a moment for a little break, I wanted to let you know of an exciting workshop that is occurring on Friday, October 5th from 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Whether you are local or far, this event is for you. If you want to take a look at time mastery, dress mastery, and digital marketing, if you're interested in attending and for more information, please email marketing at tripwirelocal.com to sign up. Now, back over to Mark. So I really have five fundamental tips I want to talk about. And I would encourage you, you know, just jot down a word or two, because unlike some of the subjects that I get into, these are more thought-provoking and really more to prime the pump for you on the subject more so than giving you all the answers. So the first thing I would encourage you to do is make the discussion about alignment a topic in itself. Now, this sounds a little bit condescending, but just like with a couple, it's oftentimes important to sit down or go out to dinner and really talk about some of those important things and how different people are looking at the subjects. You know, just by discussing how aligned are we on this and why do you think certain ways about this subject, you're going to find that you're going to be more, uh, more successful. We have a tendency to put all of our time and energy when it comes to remodeling, just talking about or putting out fires, focusing on project details, focusing on cash flow within the business, or even opportunities that are out there that you want to be pursuing. But just by simply kind of removing yourself slightly away from the business and spending a little bit of time talking about how aligned and how well you're looking at things, similar way, you're going to find some natural alignment occurs. The second is to take some inventory. Now, I wrote the book, How Fit Is Your Business? Not necessarily because I felt that This was so critical to a healthy business, but it was really in part to create alignment for the leadership teams about the different elements within the business. In this book, I look at 10 different criteria 
from leadership to knowing the numbers to reputation to how positioned you are to the team to the product, all these 10 different criteria. And it allows everyone to score each one of these individually. And then if you want to get somewhat aligned, you actually put all these scores up on a big chart and then have some discussion. And what I usually recommend when I'm leading a workshop on this subject or having teams do it on their own, I generally recommend that they focus on two things. Number one, where are your scores differently? If you have, for example, the head of sales talking about knowing their numbers within the business and it's an eight, whereas you have, for example, the head of production knowing the numbers, it's a four, that doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong. That means they're looking at the subject very differently. So as a result, that's going to stir up a conversation. And that conversation is, why are you looking at it? Why are you scoring those numbers differently? The second area in terms of the how fit is your business checkup that you want to focus on is the low scores. So any of the scores that the group or the team consistently see, the numbers coming in lower, they want to focus on the prescription. How do we get those numbers up? For example, if one of the focuses is on the overall team and knowing the the team numbers was a four, then you need to create ways collectively as a team to move it from a four to a 4.5 or a 4.5 to a five. A good analogy and metaphor I oftentimes think about with the subject is kind of like having a kid in school where they come back and if they have three A's and two B's, you say, that's just fine. Keep doing what you're doing. I think you're doing terrific. On the other hand, if they've got three A's, a B, and a D, you know which subject to get a tutor on. Clearly, you want to have that D that is potentially pulling down the goodness of all the other scores. Businesses are very similar. You can have a lot of the scores within a business being very, very high and only one or two of the scores being low, and that oftentimes pulls you down or reduces the amount of inventory. So just by taking inventory of the business is a good way, I think, not only to improve the business but also create some improved alignment. The third element I would encourage as it comes to thinking about how aligned you are is try to make it more visual. The reality is alignment is a little bit of an obscure word. So just by discussing this as a more visual kind of way, try to use diagrams in terms of the alignment. You know, look at bubble diagrams or look at other ways in terms of organizationally how aligned or misaligned you are. I like to use different charts for this subject, but I think the more that you actually make it more of a visual process with your team, with each other, you're going to actually see, I think, a better understanding. Number four is try to make the subject of alignment interesting and somewhat fun. Now, when I'm doing workshops or leading different groups, what I try to do with them really for the purposes of alignment, but also to have a little bit fu- a little bit more fun in the process, is actually ask themselves a series of questions. One is, for example, that's kind of fun with a either a leadership team or production team or a sales team, is to ask if if our company were a vehicle, a manufacturer of a vehicles or a car. What kind of car would we be? 
and have everybody kind of write down the name of the car or what the car is that that that, that company would be. Then after they take a minute or two to reflect on it and put it down, then go around the room and ask each person to share what that vehicle was. And most importantly, they're not only sharing what it is, but they're also saying why is it that they chose that vehicle. For example, you're going to find a lot of diversity, I think, for most teams. If one team, for example, says or one individual says that they're Rolls Royce and they may go on, oh, we're top class, you know, where someone else says that, you know, we're a Volvo, we're reliable, we're known to be kind of quality, but making sure it's going to be a good value. Someone else might talk about kind of the ruggedness of the team and talk about some sort of uh, vehicle like a Ford truck. But the point of the exercise is not who's right and who's wrong. The point is to try to create some alignment with respect to uh, the whole subject within the business itself. Another question I like to ask is um, why, uh, if you were investing in this company, if you were investing, so all of a sudden, at each team member to look at the company as an investment, and if they were investing into the company, would they invest into this company, real hard-earned money, or not, and why? And by just asking that question, I think what it does is it forces them to kind of flesh out any kind of anxieties or levels of risk or what some of the concerns they have with the company. Another exercise that I like to do is ask each team member if there's one word that describes the culture of your company, what would it be? One word. And what's interesting about this, and I've done this with many different groups, diverse groups, the companies that are most aligned, their actually words are really similar to each other. The companies, there's a lot of misalignment, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress in the business. Oftentimes, the words are very different from each other. So simply by sharing those words, and especially having the leadership listening to so what some of those words are, what it does is it helps you have a better understanding of what it would be. Another question I like to do when it comes to this whole subject of alignment is ask the different people in the room what the business risk tolerance should be. You know, what level of risk is the business at at this point? You know, if you think about this in terms of, you know, uh, other areas of life, you know, we take a lot of risk on certain things and other things we're very conservative on. So, you know, the question is, are the individuals within the company, the, especially the key team member, feeling that the company is taking too much risk or, or not enough risk? So ask them on a zero to 10, what level of risk tolerance do they have and does the business have? Another one that also relates a little bit to the risk is a simple question that I asked the leadership team many years ago, and that is, if you think about that the business is walking along the edge of a cliff, ask the, each team member how far away from the edge of the cliff are they in terms of feet or inches. And what's interesting about that subject is people will have different distances away from the edge of the cliff.
Now, if you're really walking literally within an inch of the edge of the cliff, then clearly you can have a catastrophe and fall off the cliff. Whereas on the other hand, if you're five or ten feet away from the edge of the cliff, you're walking along, kind of strolling and certainly enjoying the view. By asking that simple question, you're going to also understand, I think, where they feel that business is in terms of the tolerance of risk, but also in terms of how they should move closer or further away in terms of the edge of the cliff. Now, all these things are things you can invent for yourself, but these are really just some tips to try to make the subject of alignment a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun to be able to talk about. The other tip I would say is bring in someone to help you. Bring in an advisor. Bring in a coach if you want to create better alignment within your team. You know, this coach doesn't necessarily have to be a special business coach, but someone just having a third party getting involved in the discussion, they have really no sort of skin in the game, so to speak. So they're able to speak a little bit more objectively. They can ask you questions or the team question. And the whole goal of this is to create, I think, the better alignment. And if you can see that, if not anything else, it can be very therapeutic just by having a discussion and having a third party kind of mediate that discussion and and, uh, potentially create a little bit more alignment and be a little bit more of a voice of reason. Now, in this little uh, podcast, I've touched on a lot of different things. I've touched on, I think, the whole importance of alignment, but I've also, as I said earlier, this is intended to be a little bit more of a nudge. This is the difference, I think, oftentimes between the most successful businesses out there, success defined certainly not only in terms of profitability, but also in terms of team happiness and certainly longevity and reputation of the business. And if you can focus on this subject of alignment, and really get your team kind of uh, rowing together, in sync together, singing together, while they don't necessarily have to be all duplicates of each other, but I do think the more alignment you have, the more success you're going to see. So again, I want to thank those that have supported this podcast series, my friends at NARI, National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine, and certainly my friends for producing this at Surefire Local, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Thank you, Mark. You just listened to episode 105 of Mark G. Richardson's Remodeling Mastery, brought to you by Surefire Local. If you feel like your business isn't aligned, I hope you can take away Mark's tips to get yourself back on track. Or if you feel like you already are, you can use this to continue your success. Thanks for listening in and we hope to see you next time.